doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main Fs in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ledeen, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. So I planned to have this podcast episode come out on June 30th. So today, as you're listening to this, this is the two-year anniversary of me getting some very special news with my cancer. And so I had to come on and really talk about faith because as you know, my podcast effort, faith is the first F. And that's because without this, I wouldn't be here. I 100% know that. And, you know, by miracle of God, I'm here. And so I wanted to talk to you about faith. Now, the definition of faith, if you were to Google it and look it up, it's complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And now, you know, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things that are not seen. So simply put, you know, from the biblical definition, it's trusting in something you cannot explicitly prove. Okay. So for me, if I want to relate that to my cancer, it was believing that I was going to beat this, believing 100% that I was going to be on the other side of this. Now, the definition of faith contains two aspects, okay? The intellectual assent and trust. So intellectual assent is believing something to be true. Trust is actually relying on the fact that something is true. And the best example of this is a chair. So the intellectual assent is recognizing, hey, that a chair is a chair and agreeing that it's designed to support us and, you know, we can sit in it. Trust is actually sitting in that chair. And that's a really important thing to remember when you're looking at your faith. So in June of 2018, we were given the news that I would I had four to six months to live. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I immediately went into faith because at this point it had been a five-year, you know, almost five-year battle. And with that, we had tried just about everything. You name it, I'd done every type of treatment. We'd hired a medical advocate at this point that was working with us and sending my file, my medical file to every hospital to see if there were any options for me. And up to this point, we had been living by faith. And a lot of you are probably sitting here saying, I live in faith, but you know, tension and trial is always the test of how much faith do we have? Do we really have faith or is it kind of a little bit of a belief. And so in that moment, you know, when we got the bad news, I was shocked because I had already been doing so much practicing in visualization and and just knowing that my news was going to be positive. So this really threw me for this initial, you know, loop of this just doesn't make sense. So much so that, you know, 
Eric came and we we had a we had a, a powwow talk and he's like, either you're in or you're out. Do you believe or not? Because we can't just be half faithing here. You need to be all in on believing that this is just not true. This is just not the end here. And so, you know, over the next couple of weeks, because this was at the beginning of June, I started to really push in and press in, not asking, but expecting, expecting the miracle, you know, visualizing everything that they would say to me, all of that. And long story short, on June 30th, I was told that there was no evidence of active disease. Now, that was a massive celebration, you know, massive, because this was something that we'd never, I hadn't been in remission at this point. And I already knew the stats. Like I said, this was, you know, I had four to six months to live to now being no evidence. But of course, as they sat there and gave me the news, I also knew that my type of cancer, I have stage, I had stage four non-small cell lung cancer with a less than 1% five-year survival rate. And what that means is a lot of them end up going back. You know, they, it spreads again. It comes back again. And so, They had told me that day that there's this six month window and that if I could be fully, you know, in remission for that six months, that then my percentages went up to a 70% survival rate. So I went all in on my faith, all in. And I knew that from June to December, I had six months of pressing in and really showing what faith is all about. Now, let me rewind and say, Even up to this point, we were already living in a place, and this is really important because a lot of you are like, well, I don't have cancer. I don't have some extreme thing that I need to go all in on, but you do. You might have dreams. Maybe you want to have this dream career. You want to have this dream home. You know, you maybe you do have a health issue that you want to get over that you need to go all in on. And a couple of the things that I did with identity shifting was one, we started living as if it was already here, you know, having faith in the future now in, you know, and at the time, you know, we were criticized for maybe being reckless at times. You know, we, we traveled. I did a lot of things that, you know, you didn't see other cancer patients doing. I didn't even tie myself to the identity of having cancer. There was a lot of people around me that were so surprised of the battle I was fighting because I didn't share a lot of it. And that was because I didn't want to take on that belief that this was going to be the end. This was going to be me. But in June, when that news came and, and then I had this miracle, you know, and it, and it was, you know, the doctor said, I have no explanation of this. We just did scans. It was like two and a half weeks before. Now, of course, as I heard the news of those scans, I was shocked. I'm like, no, this can't be right. In fact, I demanded, I said, I want new PET scans. And they're like, well, Amy, I mean, we just, and I'm like, no, I want new CT PET scans, you name it. I want it all done again. And so they're like, well, we'll do this in a couple weeks. And that's when I got that news. But prior to this, we had already been living in a way where we were showing our faith. But I truly believe that a lot of us, you know, we have faith, again, when things are easy or things that maybe are easier to to believe in and it's the true it's these bigger tests is where it we're tested with our faith and so during those 6 months we really were intentional in our family um in my personal you know walk with god to 
believe as if I already knew what was going to happen. So I knew that I was going to be getting results. And, you know, six months I was requesting new PET scans and CT scans. They wanted to wait the six months. And so in December, we decided that that's, you know, we were going to do it. And I knew that I was going to be getting the results. And so that entire six months, I focused completely on this, my future self, the future self that would get the news that was positive. I mean, I was going all in on not just no evidence of disease. I wanted, I mean, no evidence of active disease. I wanted no evidence of disease. And that's not really common in the stage four non-small cell lung cancer community. But again, you know, I, I believed in my miracle. And so I just needed to continue to believe in that, it, that even though things around me were telling me otherwise, I knew that I needed to go all in on that. And so during those six months, every single day, I would visualize. I would come over to my office in the morning and I would visualize the details of those conversations. So I knew that I'd be having my scans up on the wall. You know, we'd be in a room and there'd be my scans. And I would already visualize what those scans would show. I visualized exactly what my doctor was going to be saying to me so that I could bring emotion into that. I could bring the power in there that it started to feel true to me. Now, faith is not moved by feelings. So during that six months when I did have some physical scares, because that's just it, you know, I still had to take my chemotherapy because that was like my life insurance at that point. They're like, listen, we still want you to, to do this, but I had to really separate myself from those feelings, from, you know, I watching other people with my type of cancer pass away. And that's when you need to ask yourself with your own faith, am I letting my feelings get in the way here or am I expecting? Because for me, I was expecting the miracle. I was expecting the news that I was going to get. And we can expect that. Whether you're a believer or not, this is something that we can all grab onto. So if you are someone right now that, you know, maybe you don't know, you know, the how, for example, like, I don't know how I'm going to be in remission at that point. The stats say otherwise, I don't know how I'm going to get in that dream job. You know, this is, this is what's telling me otherwise. You have to squash that right now and go all in on your faith. 100% not 98, not 99. Like I had to learn when I was still having that, that doubt, I wasn't all in on the faith. I wasn't believing it. And from that point on, we started living as if it was. We, we took a trip at the beginning of December, you know, just knowing, like investing money in things that we knew, Hey, I'm going to be here on the other side. And I think it's really important to any of you listening that are going through something to live as if that's already here. When we're living in fear, say financially, like let's say that you um, have an opportunity to donate to something and right now maybe you're financially struggling, you might have that initial thought of, well, how am I going to be able to afford to do this? You're not having faith. You're not having faith in the future of what you're hope, you know, what you're believing in by living and acting in the way that you are. And so, you know, we, over the years, one of the things we did, we bought our dream home, you know, and of course that, you know, the person that's not believing in faith is going to go, I don't want to invest all this money in a home that I'm not even going to be here around for, you know, for me, when I was starting to pivot and starting to create my future self formula course, I was still in the middle of this this battle. And of course, I'd, I'd, I'd feel and hear the doubts of, oh, 
why are you going all in on this when you're not even going to be around for it? I knew I had to act in accordance to my faith and go all in on that. So you need to ask yourself today, do a little bit of an assessment here. Where are you not living in faith? Where are you living in your feelings? Where are you allowing your feelings to override that faith? And then what can you do starting today, right now, that shows that you have true, undoubted faith that those things that you are wanting are going to actually come true. I can promise you going all in on that. I'm living proof of that. People that reach out to me all the time about this, you know, ask me, what, what made it so different for you? It was my faith. I knew, I knew, I knew that I would be here. I could see it. I started planning and prepping for my future. I was creating my future self in that moment, in the crappy moments, in the moments where honestly, I felt so physically terrible. I acted opposite. In June, I did a Spartan race that year. I, I, I intentionally, I'm like, screw this. They can say this to me all they want. I'm going to show myself. I'm going to show, I showed my family. I had my daughter do it with me where I wanted her to see the power of that and the power of really creating what you want to create. So on this two year anniversary today, I'm, I'm beyond blessed and full of gratitude that I'm here today doing this. And you know what? This was on my vision board back then that I was going to have this podcast and I wasn't letting all the bad news that I've gotten over this past two years come in between me with that. So I hope as you start to think of things today that you maybe have, you thought you've had faith in and you've not gone all in on, it's time to go all in, start living according to that. Okay, guys, another episode in the books, and I cannot thank you enough for all of you that have been tuning in. This has been a whirlwind of fun, and I'm really, really enjoying it. So I'm going to be bringing regularly scheduled podcast episodes every Tuesday and Friday, along with some bonus ones with my husband, with friends. I'm just really, really excited about it. My one ask, and it's a big ask, is for you to screenshot this or share the link with anyone that you think would benefit from having this in their life. With so many podcasts out there, it's it's hard to be seen and known. So I'm hoping that with the help of you, the help of my community, that more people will continue to see Ethics.